should, you should totally steal his chair. <laughs> it didn't work with Leon, and then he went for the 12. I don't know. It's in the can. It's in the can. Or is it matched up? I gave him an empty, nice, clean glass to pour his fancy Lagunitas 12th something beer into. I think Steve's wondering if he's that fancy today. I don't know. You're the only one that really understands. I know. Steal that chair. Yes. All I need is a picture of Ross in that sombrero, and we're good to go for Instagram. I thought you had it. Nope, he went away. Hmm. So... I was, you know, panicking because nothing was working. What, what were you guys talking about? Uh, we were talking about Google. Who? Google. They make uh, information easier to find. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I remember those people. <laughs> Is that all they do? <laughs> That's all they do. Um, yeah, we were talking. What, uh, do we actually want to talk about this full topic now? Or? I don't know. Is it? Is it? We can slow roll into a full topic, or we can full topic into a slow roll, roll or, or we can just more jump of a, right of in. A or we can slow roll drink beer all day. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> we had a lovely lunch today. With it was I'm good sorry to see you him. Didn't join us. Yeah, I was going to see. Yeah, him. I I was one of those things of like this thing could take all day. It didn't take all day, but it did take few hours. And I'm like, well, if I go to lunch, then I do the podcast. Like it'll never get done. Right. You know. Yeah. He's going to need his laptop. Yeah. Totally understand. But we had a nice time with our good old friend, John. Good. And uh, she totally what's fucked you. You want to grab your laptop. What's though. his fault? Yeah. It's not what did mine. I, do? I didn't do anything. Uh, it's not my fault. Could I get Give me your can. You got your can? Please. What can? Lisa was just following orders. I want some you know who else just followed orders? Can. Yeah. He's getting a beer. Yeah. <coughs> she just did that out of her own economic He's anxiety. Another beer for Sean. <laughs> oh, jeez. Grab us some bro. I'm a simple can. employee. That is a great. <laughs> Great term. <laughs> economic anxiety? That's just I economic mean, anxiety. Oh, funnier. sure you did. It's funnier that way. Any. Grab us some Braille can. Let's go. <laughs> did you take the picture? Can I get Not a yet. seltzer? Got a <laughs> seltzer in there? Yes. You, you didn't take the picture, you but you are dealing with him like a Mexican yeah. waiter. So, so no. I had an uh, interesting moment in the... Um, uh, I'm sorry, you were still talking about lunch. Go no, ahead. no, it's fine. John was, <laughs> I, I was just going to say something uh, yep. about the fact that this guy is, uh, I think he missed us and was happy to come and see us because he misses this environment. But about two seconds into the entire experience, he went, no, I don't miss this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no part of me. And he was being serious. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, well, he's in, he, does he just like academia now that it's like less yeah. pressure? And, uh, well, pressure is the wrong word, but... Um, it's just it's no, I need the with stupid the that you know he deals with a different kind of stupid mm-hmm. and hearing the old stupid that he used to work with, yeah he sure was, yeah he has more autonomy where he's at yeah. he doesn't yeah exactly yeah he can as he put it he can watch Which from the was. ivory tower and just kind of go wow yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And let, he was I mean he silliness was happen one of our counterparts and yeah. we had competing teams back in the day and we try to work together in some projects and yep we, we were just two different definitely two different vibes for teams yeah and uh we never really culturally we were culturally got together age. but i mean it was good to see him today and mm-hmm. he was talking about you know not being in our 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 advertising world anymore and 
I joked it's because he had to get a job at a college because he has eight kids. Yeah, just and that's to the send only way. And he admitted he's like he that, he, he admitted he, he totally John admitted. joked about it, and and he was like, no, really, <laughs> well, no, really, what over eight hundred thousand dollars? So he said how many two million. Years? The way he, he described it was dollars. two million. He said two million dollars of bail private, education, yeah. private school. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. he basically said, if I send all my kids to private school, it's going to be over two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So there's no way I could do it. So I had to get a job at a college. as he said, a nice perk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. I would agree with that. That's a nice perk. Yeah, definitely. So so uh, we are the Worldwide IT Guys. We are here for ep- episode number 62. I think we, we confirmed that, 62. The sombrero says yes. Sounds right. I am Steve. I'm Dion. Elisa. John. Sean. Gavin. Ross. And the sombrero, Ross. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram to find out what we're talking about. Oh, Instagram over here is all over it. So uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining. Thank you for listening um, over the past uh, year plus. Um, send your dollars to, oh, no. Please. Um, different. <laughs> are you, are you different uh, ask. on Instagram? No. Really? Because there's a bunch of Uroshes. Don't, don't. <laughs> Yeah, go with my last name and social security number if you can. I'll give you a <laughs> license number as well. Um, but I mean, there's there isn't rush. So so can that. we move on? Yeah. What, is there something uh, going on in transformation? Oh my today? God, you're jumping right in because I have oh. an amazing thing to bring up. Dude, well, let's hear it. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> let's start with. Um, today is the 16th. Of November. Of November. It is. Day before my wife's birthday. Oh, man. Happy birthday, Jen. Happy day. Um, in the past 15 days, from November 1st till yesterday, 100 new IBM technicians have entered our directory. Wow. And how long? How many months? 15 days. 15 days? All right. 15 days, new people. Without training. Would you like to guess... Of the 781 IBM employees in our directory, where most of them reside? India. Boom. 438. Well, of course. How many do you think are in North America? I would guess uh, of how many? What's the total figure? 781. You've already guessed 438 in India. so 781. I would guess uh, be about uh, 40, 86. Okay. Wow. I was going to go lower. How about Latam? Yeah. Latam? Yep. Uh, I would guess. None. I'm gonna guess it's basically probably like f- around 50 for every continent, other than 23. Asia. 23. Oh, wow, oh, okay. we're lucky. <laughs> we're lucky. So really? You we're say lucky that, in, that yeah, our, you're in our, North America. Our, most, and our say, North hey, American mostly company has yeah, 40 guys. We're lucky separating us from IT chaos. So the thin I blue th- line. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. I mean, yeah, that line is a thin blue line. Um, but. Yeah, so one of our major challenges right now is the fact that, yes, we have 100 new techs helping us do our service desk right now. But the problem I have and the the thing that we're working towards is what happened to the 
75 techs they let go of in the past four months. They, they got uh, taken over by the Trump transition team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is IBM actually helping Trump? Boston Brightest. No, I'm joking. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised. And it would be the only thing that could make me more scared of a Trump transition. We're going <laughs> to hire the best. We'll get we there, got, Sean. We got Watson. Watson's going to fix everything. Watson's okay? going to run the company. Watson's going to be country. every Muslim terrorist <laughs> in the world. It's like, it going to be like the plot of Iron Man uh, <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> or AI is yeah yeah Jarvis is taking yeah. over yeah um but yeah so you know and, and I only bring these numbers up because we are at a point where 781 IBM employees let's say they're all active and even though I believe maybe 250 to 300 of them are already gone um, 781 uh, IBM employees are servicing our company um, in less than what three weeks December first. Yes. Um, we enter FMO, right? Officially? Well, that's, that's, yes. Right? Technically, we enter FMO. Yes. Right. So Correct. the segment we are now calling transformation comes to an end. We are transformed as of December 1, <laughs> is what you're saying. And, and I, I believe it will be, uh, we will have to find a new name for this segment where we discuss how we have gotten to where we are and how we are moving forward in the future so you know i'd say fmo but fmo is too much uh, like fomo mo. and that's not what we have here f is it fubar 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 f mo f mo i don't know but no we're, we're somebody we're, come up with a good uh, transformation we're, we're in that and uh, you know i'm just this is thing. one of the last weeks we do a transformation segment because we'll be entering we're always i, I think it should be called the, the metamorphosis it'll be a brave personally. new world it'll be a brave new world you'll become a beautiful cat a beautiful butterfly that's right american come beauty cocoon american beauty um sure <laughs> uh so so that when is the uh, if I could bring up another important day? When is the day where we decide to sue them? Isn't that coming up too? Should, <laughs> I thought yeah, we, yeah. I thought we brought that up. Uh, Emily, uh, rewind, okay. fast forward, no, no, no. delete. We'll talk about no, no. We, we've talked about this. I don't know like what the legal proceedings. I thought that all of this had to happen <laughs> before we considered December one. Yes, right. Oh, I right. All, yes, but. Yes. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who so knows? The number of legal proceedings. I mean, go back to your buddy Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. how your many buddy. of his Jesus. things have to be closed out before Inauguration Day? You know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Well, the, the, the wheels turn slowly. Let them churn and figure sure, it out. Sure, sure. Um, I was going to bring up two more points. Yes. Go ahead. Before we leave our one I'm of not, our last transformation yeah. segments. Just so, so continue, but... <laughs> go go ahead. It. We're done. We're done. Um, uh, somebody also, not really in transformation talk, but um, somebody did offer us some money for our domain. This oh, week. that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I mean, we, we really. The domain that we set up for our own apps? No. Uh, our, no. our corporate domain. Our corporate domain Somebody was just sent out a flyer saying, and it's a shame Dan's not with us today because yeah. I think it came across his radar. Yeah. But somebody offered us quite a nice sum of money it was it was for um the the what, what it, it, do they have the domain. same company name or who knows, no, who knows? yeah we don't really know it. what their purpose yeah. was but they said hey and it was it was there was an english part of this email offer and a translated uh, uh not translated uh chinese part of the email 
the English part said, hey, if you'd like to sell your three character uh-huh. domain yeah. dot com, we give you 30K. But uh-huh. if you read the Chinese version, it says, we give you $3 million. Yeah. And we were all like, mm. $3 million? Well, so, uh, I'm I'm Chinese, hinting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. You, but, you know, we I give you $3 million. <laughs> he might be quoting exactly yeah. how it was. I knew how it was playing out. $3 million. It's in Vietnamese dog. You didn't have to pay much of a corner there for him. All right, Al. Sorry. We have one person in AP listening. Sorry, Al. I, you know. Just trying to lighten the mood here. <laughs> you should have called. That would have been fun negotiations just but, to but go it wasn't, through. Yeah. To be to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't exactly the way Dion just expressed it. What it was was they it was like two hundred and twenty thousand yuan, right? Yeah. So you can get that, which translates to like thirteen thousand dollars or something okay. ridiculous, or three million dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> or or if you'd rather three million dollars. If you'd like this in yuan. <laughs> No, it's three million uh, Vietnamese dong, which is like sixty dollars. <laughs> and maybe that's what it was. Oh man, confused. we should yeah. have said, yeah, we need three hundred thousand dong. Yeah, that's what we should. We have need said. big dong for this one. Big God, dong. All right, all right. Um, and <laughs> the other part that I want to bring up real quick, just to get a reaction in the room. Um, I was cc'd on an email this morning around uh, nine nine thirty. Uh, from our uh, travel department saying we need to um, start moving forward with our feed for travel. The one that we said we were going to put off. I'll I'll believe it when... Actually, I won't ever believe it. Okay, so... (laughs) I'm not even going to say what I see it because I know I'll never see it. So So I love that reaction because in order to save our team from that reaction, I said, are we talking... 2016 or 2017. Wait, can you give like the five second explanation yes. for what this um, is? I mean, this it's is hard. So I, I just it's celebrated hard. my 10 year anniversary. Day one, I was basically asked to prepare to go over to this new travel system. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we are travel still not there a for booking. <laughs> and we're going to move. And yes, we're going to move our booking from service A to service B. It, and let me point out, service B has always been the same service provider. Service A has always been the same service provider. We have never moved to B. Okay. For uh, like 11 years, we've been talking about moving to B, and then. In I, be, I think at three different August. projects we prepared. <coughs> B has changed their interface a few times, and we've coded for it because they're like, okay, well, you guys are gonna go live in a year. Well, let's code something. I'm like, sure. And then every time we're ready to go, uh, initial meetings are always like, okay, do you want us to put everybody in B or some? And every time they go, we want to do some. We go, fine, we can code that. Have you confirmed that with both your travel providers? We have. And then we're like, okay. And then we were get ready to deploy we're, every time. We're like, going live Saturday. We're going live Saturday. <laughs> every we're literally time. to that point. You, you mm-hmm. gave us the people that are going to go half. Yes. And that every time. <laughs> every, every time. It's amazing. <laughs> They're like Charlie Brown with the football. <laughs> every time. No, no, no. We're, somebody we're in support. Charlie yep, Brown. Yep. You know that, right? We're Charlie Brown. Yes. <laughs> somebody, yep. in, somebody on there and goes, wait a minute. We can't. 
we can't put half people in one and half people are other. We'll and they be totally confused. And they pull the football back and we swing and Every kick and, and fall on our ass. ass. Yes. We ask this question so condescendingly. We're like, do you understand what we're asking? They go, we do. We're, we can have both people. Like, okay, you've confirmed that with your support team. You've confirmed that with people. I'm going to work Saturday for this. Are you sure? Yeah. Yes. That means there will be more than one person in each system. But can, can we can we go to like how uh, how pathetic are we no. because <coughs> you have just said they are like Charlie Brown. They have yeah. twisted yeah. you so far backwards no, where are the Charlie that Brown? you think that they're the ones that are no. like screwed. I said last time and I did say this to Dion we should say we've coded it and never touch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Just, We're going to go live this and weekend. Then, well, you know, and if, if somehow they actually do want it on Saturday, which I know they wouldn't, like that's how like strong of a bluff I thought I had. That <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, we'll either try and code it overnight or we'll tell them there was a tech problem yeah. <laughs> you know so but there's no way they're gonna actually want it and even then that one's on you you're still like you know 10 for 11 <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part about this was uh when we were with company a and we we're testing out company b they sent a mem- memo to people saying okay if you're co- talking to company a don't mention that we're oh you know, yeah it's like don't mention coming on so company I- b because i'm sure some agent's gonna run up the ladder all the way to management and tell them that our company is all right so here but in in, against what you just said we are we those same people have finally reached the point with company a that their words are and essentially the reason why they need to go live with company b is or feed b is because of some complexities with auditing and reports and whatever in the travel system and we can't do this one thing without the other and our own people who have told mm-hmm. us, don't tell people, don't say, don't confuse A with B. Those same people are now at such, they've, they're pulling their hair out at such a point. They respond to company A with, why were we not told of this when we placed the rollout on hold? The communication has been horrible from you to us. As a vendor... <clears throat> Is uh, you as our vendor is to foresee any upcoming issues, yet we need to think of everything. And this is this is another reason why we're moving away from A and going to B. <laughs> nice. Now tell me what you can do to rectify this ASAP. And I was added to this thread. Did about, you write that? Yes. I was added <laughs> oh, okay, to this thread. I Did you like write that email? <laughs> I did not write that no, email. No, no, no. Oh, okay. This was the person who gets to make the decision okay, of okay. company A or B. I, I hate, I and I know what vendor that person is talking about, and I agree with everything in that and email. She, <laughs> they are atrocious. And then and then they all basically just kind of CC me into it and go, okay, so we're doing this, right? And I go, um, first, I don't even know what you're asking. <laughs> I don't think you know. I don't think you know what you're asking. And... Three, <laughs> are we talking 2016? That yeah. was that was it, right? And and my final response, and we're we're done with this topic, is the vendor A comes back with, and I'm pretty sure everybody on our side will be like pissed off and and swearing. She's like, nope, 2017, don't worry about it. And I know we're we were preparing for a some sort of answer in 2017 but the the gist and the sound of everybody on our side with what was going on because things are broken they can't get auto reports they can't produce things for I don't, w, I don't know for what, for, for, for we, other we have an amazing ability I, I just like I know they wanted to hear nope we'll get this done before the holidays 
and the vendor A, who we all fucking hate, has just said, nah, we're talking 20 Well, Dion, it, it comes it. down to what vendor can our CEO not have to change their password for? Yeah. We we'll have go, an we'll amazing ability as a company <laughs> to work with vendors that think we work for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like every vendor we work Historically, there, yes. There's some that are great, you know? Um, like, yes. like I will say to name names, I, I honestly feel Microsoft is usually very good. Uh, with how they work for us. But there are a lot of other vendors where I'm like, I can't believe they're just refusing to help out at all. Yeah. You know, and, and we pay them like a ton of money. Like we have a huge yeah. user base, you yeah. know, it, it, like it, it. IBM's top of that list. IBM's top at, of that at, list. At this yeah. stage. I mean, we've had different people at the top of the list, yeah. but at this stage, yeah. IBM's at the top of that list. It, so you, just you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the concept of customer service and you know, aware of awareness of your role in this. I'm the vendor here. Yeah. You're the client. All right. I'll, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Just doesn't exist. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, no. It's kind of amazing. And is some of that because we try to pursue these people as clients or is that not the case? Oh, for I don't these think vendors? we're doing, I don't think we're doing commercials for vendor A. Okay. I, I think, I think part of it is our parent company negotiates some of these contracts so, like, when they get down to our child company level, they're like, look, look, these assholes are going to bitch and moan, but they are locked into this contract exactly. through their parent company. Exactly. So, like, try and help them, but then at the same time, these guys make no decisions. I, and, you know, I know oh, I, we try God. desperately on this podcast not to get too political. So yeah. I don't want to go too political on this, but I, I, it's, the, it's the nature of – nobody's laughing at that. It's the nature of the fact that too true. Um, our, our world – now has a handful of large organizations <coughs> that control everything. Oh, right? totally. So what you're talking about is one of those, you know, seven companies that mm -hmm. actually own the entire world is working with another one of those seven companies, and they cut a deal. And yeah. It filters down to us trying to implement stuff and deal with stuff, and so that's why we don't get served. Oh yeah, like our like our travel vendors, they're probably like, oh yeah, well. F fuck you. Go try and find another company yeah. that can handle, you know, 10,000 flights across, you know, yep. six continents. Yep. You know, and good luck. Yeah. yeah. And the parent is going to, they're going to cut their deals and we're going to go, okay, we'll figure it out. We should just buy, like, our parent company should just, like, <coughs> buy Southwest Airlines. Bring <laughs> <laughs> you know, some, some fledgling thing with a lot of planes you know, or something like that. The fledgling I know Southwest airline. isn't really fledgling. <laughs> JetBlue. Well, a lot of them are doing poorly. JetBlue. Let's JetBlue. There's a replacement for the Concorde. We could maybe go to that. Oh, place. they're going to replace that? I was just talking to somebody about that. I was talking to a very young person <clears throat> who had never heard of the Concorde, and I was explaining wow. it. Wow. And I was talking about, oh, yeah, I was I'm like, old. You, um, yeah. I think this person was. Have you flown on the they were Have you ever been on They were a teenager. No, no but oh, I've man. Seen, uh, seen them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, watching it fly was kind of just enough. It I'm was sure. Like, holy crap. So how, how long would it take to get to New York to London, let's say? New York? Well, what? On, on a Concorde? Concord? On a Concorde. It was like two and a half hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's Isn't ridiculous. it? Yeah. But you so, had a one in ten chance of dying. <laughs> 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 it was worth it. For fuck's sake. I mean, come on. <laughs> It was all you the know what they should have just done? They should have just done, listen, yes. people are so fucking rich now. They're like, listen, this is just a disposable plane. We're going to parachute you out. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Supersonic travel could return to Heathrow after Sir Richard Branson's yes. Virgin oh, wow. Group announced plans to fly the new boom plane. The super, yeah, the boom plane. That's where I was going <laughs> oh, yeah. with it. Yes, The boom plane. Very creative. I yep. love it. Yeah, well, the now they plane. have these things that they're, they're wondering if they could ever be brought to passengers called scramjets. Have you heard of these? 
where they're even faster than like traditional mock jets. Like they they go so fast that like they almost don't have an engine. They they basically get shot off another jet that's going really fast. Hmm. And they they go so much they go so fast that the friction creates their fuel. But like they basically burn air as they fly and they can go something like like Mach 8. Wow. And That'd they were saying like that you would be it would be like yeah. New York to London in like like a half hour or something like that. <clears throat> so so but they were you know Elon Musk was even getting into Hyperloop talk regarding Oh that would be great. Could, that would be awesome. Over the ocean. Hyperloop, yeah. yeah. Over the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not joking. Say, well he he yeah. thought like his, in his future it would be like it would start with California and then he thought you could have a transatlantic one as well, you know. Wow. Um that that's his it could be a bumpy you know, ride sort of utopia yeah it's supposed to be like not bumpy at all because it would be like this frictionless yeah like, you're like floating sealed. basically so um i i spoke out of turn i said two and a half hours i think they're targeting three hours for the for new the branson yeah, the yeah three, the just new. over three hours yeah <coughs> so three hours from new york to london not so bad and you don't die <laughs> well well hopefully <laughs> i mean Airplanes do crash from time yeah, to time. Yeah. So, <clears throat> were there a lot of crashes for, with the Concorde? I, I think forget. There were a lot of service issues. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. think there were a ton of crashes. I think. Yeah. I think it was a matter of, like, the planes were grounded a lot. So it was like it. you're going to make it in three hours, three and a half, whatever it was at the time, or you're going to be delayed and you're going to like miss your flight and it's going to be the next. You know, you'll fly a week later. You're still going to make there in seven hours, so yeah, the the same time as a regular flight or or worse. Yeah, yeah, I think they had like, they had a distinct physical. The reason they had to get rid of it is they couldn't figure out how to make a mock passenger plane. You, do you remember how like the the wheels were super long? Like it almost looked like a oh yeah, it almost looked like a dinosaur, and the nose was down. You know? Yeah, and I, I think that was the issue. Just like the force they would land with. <laughs> just required constant maintenance and if you didn't maintain it like like perfectly you would the plane would blow up so uh, just a, a quick headline the concord was notoriously high maintenance at times it was an engineering nightmare yeah. sucked down fuel like a flying hummer with a gas leak its cockpit was complicated with knobs and dials from every kind the mm-hmm. outside of the plane would get hot because of air friction there were radiation concerns so th- there were issues with this airplane. Yeah, I'm sure we've gotten past that by now, though. Yeah, radiation. They figured it out. Nobody cares yeah. about Ten it. years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring it back. So, so literally uh, more than that, like 13 years ago is the last time it so, flew. So this so is oh, – go ahead. I, I wanted to bring up just, just as we're talking about transportation, I wanted to bring up the fact that um, most millennials don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about a fucking plane that goes at Mach 8. Wait, where are you getting evidence um, of this from? That's what I want to know. This is a true story. That's a that's a that's a comprehensive study. <laughs> is that a trend right Biker's now? Bikers Journal <laughs> came out this week. Yeah, yeah. I feel like saw some one of my peers in the city rides a bike. Like I feel like that's kind of it's almost cliche. You know, you're Dion living saw in a bubble. You're living in a bubble. Fall over on his bike, and this is now empirical <laughs> evidence. This is a story though that I did read today that I thought was funny. So Uni- United Airlines is now going to try and compete with Southwest and the low fare ones by introducing a new basic economy package. Where you're not allowed to have any any carry-ons, okay? okay? And you can't. These are the other aspects of it. Um, you will get no guarantee of seats together. So if you both buy, you you have no <clears throat> idea. You won't get an assigned seat. They'll seat you wherever they want to. You're gonna sit in the middle seat every time. Uh, you do not get to earn frequent fire miles. You will be the last person to to board, and you can never change 
your uh, your ticket. But but what I loved it just the Forbes quote cracked me up because Forbes go uh, this basic economy affair is both brilliant from a business perspective and totally contemptuous of consumers. I'm only an occasional flyer, but I would love that because I always travel incredibly light. I never have a carry on. I never have. Well, sometimes See, I have a carry-on, but I never do the overhead bin. And I love being the last person on the plane because there's nothing worse. How can you have worse. a carry-on with no overhead bin? What's uh, that? Laptop. Just a, a, a backpack? Yeah, I do backpack. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But if so they're okay. saying backpacks out, you know, they said, that would uh, be they the They did one say if you have a small bag that can fit under the seat, it would oh, be yeah. a I would yeah. be totally Laptop. So I, I, I don't disagree that. with that. And I, I think it's great for people like that. What, what I don't like is I feel they're not very good at making all these restrictions obvious at the point of sale like if you use oh, yeah. expedia or orbits you just see this low cost fare and then you know what a lot of times you'll click on like what are additional fees and then like it spends and it goes can't retrieve right now <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> and you're like well i could just be getting fucked you know like because who knows but that's why i think southwest is is brilliant because they kind of they said we're gonna own our own yeah thing. right we're gonna do all of it and it's our experience it's our website. You want to yeah, exactly. go, you got to go through our website. This is the only way that you can buy our fares, yeah. and this is, like, our experience. And yeah. you know it. And that's what, like, United, they need to launch a new airline Yeah, that is the yes. value airline. I agree. That has that, whatever that those package. rules are, yeah, yeah. so that it's clear. If they're mm-hmm. trying to just merge it into what they're doing, so that you got some, you know, asshole in the front of the plane yeah that spent thousands of dollars on his ticket getting treated like a king and then the guy in the middle yeah. seat in the back who you know can't carry anything and, mm-hmm. and spent 20 bucks on his flight no no well, and there's been studies that you you are much more likely to have passenger incidents if you do that they found yeah. that the biggest predictor of whether there would be a passenger incident is Thank you. is if people had to board after the uh, first class that if, if you boarded first class first, you were more likely to just the act of seeing people sort of being treated like kings as you walk past them. Yeah. I will offer an alternative theory, and this is something that bugs the shit out of me. I actually hate everyone who brings any type of overhead thing to begin with, but I feel like they should board planes back to front because there's nothing more annoying Correct. than waiting for some asshole yes. right in front of you totally with oh, messing yeah. with the fucking bin and you're like I just want to get to my yeah. seat oh, that's totally. all I right, want totally, to totally so true. I could see totally. it being part the first class and part uh, just the, get the, the fuck out of my the way the boarding and, and uh, you know I've gone to fine get overhead bins do whatever but if they like could come up with a way where effectively all you're doing is going um, everybody puts their suitcase in the, the at the front, right? Yeah. So it's like a, you bring yeah. a carry. Yes. So you bring a carry on, no problem. You got on first. Guess what? Your bag is last because yeah, yeah. you put it in and it goes all the way to the yeah, back yeah. of the plane. Mm-hmm. And the next guy comes, and the next guy, and the next guy, right? Yeah. And then everybody gets off the plane. But if they did it that way, if they retooled these aircraft in a way that was intelligent, <laughs> yeah. And said, look, there's this overhead space. You can have your bag, no undercarriage bit. Or it's part of it, right? Yeah. So fine. Everybody just bring your bag to the gate. And all of your bags, some of them go down, some of them go up. (laughs) And it's taken care of, right? Yeah. And that would solve all this problem. Because guess what? People would start to go, well, fuck that. I'm going to check my bag. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But right? The only thing you have is the under seat. That's your space. Yeah. 
and there's a limited amount of that. I've started. Go ahead, Ross. So here's the thing. Um, like, it it kind of com- goes into what Gavin was saying. Like, uh, I, I I fly a lot, and um, Lufthansa actually manages to board their plane in literally. 30 minutes. It's the only flight that I've been on. To Germans. Don't. No, do but it doesn't count. It's very simple. <laughs> here's the thing. Got some good like ideas, just, those Germans. They just, here's what they do. They just Get on the plane. Up, no, they just split the plane into who boards <laughs> first. And the people with the highest number board first. Because if you have the people with the low number that go first, I mean, when they, when they leave the plane, you still have the problem. So you want the people that have the biggest number going first. The, so the, the, you, the, you want the people at the end of the plane, of the plane to go, go in first. first. Okay. Absolutely. And yeah, that's yeah. what they do that's what they're doing. Like I yeah, I was totally. panicking. I was flying Belgrade Chicago uh, Belgrade to Chicago over Munich and I had 45 minutes in Munich and I was panicking like I'm not going to make this. I'm going to miss my flight. We were early. <laughs> we were 20 minutes early. They boarded the fucking plane in 25 minutes, and they were off. And I just couldn't believe it. Like, how the hell did you do that? Like, they just boarded. Load the and go, baby. Load and go. Like, like if you have a ticket with 30 minutes. <laughs> and you can do that. I mean, the ticket is a little bit more expensive, but, I mean, they're not. It's not technology. It's not anything. It's just planning yeah well i know like southwest originally like they didn't have like much of a boarding order just like for software efficiency just because they didn't want to like put that system in and then they when software was good enough they did studies that found it it didn't help right that you know like they're just so like oh well we'll just keep it but then like people bitch so they've sort of introduced a boarding order on southwest right but don't they have like it's like you're in the a group the b group or the c group yeah yeah and so you just board by group yeah yeah which which is fine and and you queue up right people get there early you have to get there early yeah which is fine yeah you know i appreciate that too and they're kind of doing that on the other airlines Mm -hmm. sort of Mm, um but I, i totally agree that you know, I, I kind of think every seat's the same. This is my concept of it, what Southwest did originally. Every seat is the same. And, when you know, when you board, I think you load from the back to the front regardless. And that's what you're saying Lufthansa does. Yeah. It's, it's the <coughs> smartest way. They used to do this. Like, mm. when I was first flying, yeah. they used to do this. So The difference is thir- 30 <coughs> minutes versus the, 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 the hour and a half that it takes every other company to board a plane. Yeah. So I don't know why why they just... <coughs> just load it from the back. Now, you know, people who buy first-class flights pay a lot of money for that privilege, and I get that. So <coughs> that's when things started to go pear-shaped. Because yeah, but the first some class planes bit- have two boarding uh, yeah, doors. Yeah, bigger, bigger planes. Yeah. And... And I support no, that no, as well. Not only yes. bigger planes. I I've been in very small planes, and they have a door in almost the in the in the rear. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Wow. Load from the Wing. back and the front. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah. No, but um, I mean, work? like Lufthansa, Lufthansa solves this. Like the first class and the business class go first, and then they finish. The thing is, when you're boarding economy, board the higher seats first because. So you have, let's say, 40-something seats. So you need 10 rows. So you need to board 10 each, you know, 10 by 10 by 10. Because if you, if somebody at, at aisle 6 comes in there and can't lift his bag, he can spend like 10 minutes trying to board. And just 10 minutes for everybody else to wait for him is a long time. It is. 
so th that's what where the problem comes in. So sure, load the first class first, load the business class Travel after, sucks. and then after that, have you ever flown to Asia before? Travel no. sucks. Wait, anytime you go to Asia, because most people on the flight don't know English, they come on, on the intercom and say boarding group one, and just everyone rushes. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no concept of boarding groups. There also is like a I'm not sure if this is it, and this is kind of tongue in cheek, but like there's a, they don't really understand lines over there. Like yeah, they exactly. Don't, they don't file in lines. Like they just rush it. <laughs> exactly. Well, they do things. Argentinians go to in the line. I'm looking even for all of our Asian listeners cold. to correct this. Yes, by yes. the way, so to I've <laughs> been to Asia a few times. Well, we so. It's Trump America now, so we can. Argen I'm sorry, Lisa. Argentinians go to the. First line they see, even if they are not called to that that line, hmm. just for the sake of making a line. So <laughs> they're like the British in that way. They like lines, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they make a line by default. Uh, so. I like that. I respect that. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah, but the problem is that sometimes so. they make the line in the in the business class, mm. and they uh, when they get the door and they are not in that line they make a lot of problems to the airline because they were in the line before and uh, you are in the wrong line. <laughs> Go to your place. No, because can I've been here half an hour. I sit and I wait for everyone to get in the plane. And then you get on. Uh, yeah. And then you don't have a place to put your bag in. I used <laughs> I used the the seat in front of me. Yeah, so you're uh, like Gavin, where just some sometimes I get my problem with my bigger bags uh, to trying to get some place in the in the top uh, uh, space, but you know if you are traveling, sometimes you may lose half an hour if your bag goes to the check. Uh, your your yeah, but it's thirty minutes. Who cares? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So so I want to go back, Dion. Why did you say that millennials don't know how to ride a bike? Yeah, let's hear this, man. Um, I'm posting the article right now. It's like riding a bike means nothing to these young adults trying to learn. Uh, beginner courses aim to help adults <laughs> learn to ride a bike. Most people learn to ride a bike as a child. But millennials uh, got left behind, and now there are classes to help them. Oh, there we go. There are millennials who don't know how to ride a bike, and there are classes to help them learn how to ride a bike as an adult. And there are, are Gen Xers who don't know how to hold microphones. <laughs> <laughs> there are classes for that, too. There are Gen Xers who perhaps shouldn't be grabbing no, the microphone. I grab the mic and I cup it, and that's the opposite thing of what you're supposed to do. So, um, Long story that's short, great. you did that backwards. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm posting the article. Ross, you're shoving your mic in my face. Jesus would, Christ. God be. damn, it's huge. Is going to get knocked on a computer. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I think you're going to have to just stop talking. Somebody else stop talk podcasting. Where yeah, I would kind of like to know what uh, age groups he said he posted and how anecdotal. I'm trying to find this article. My internet just dropped. So. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> the mic broke. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, at least, I mean, obviously it's very different if you're in an urban setting versus the rest of the country. But I mean, everyone that I know who lives in the city is like, oh, I'm so glad I got rid of my car because I can't wait to ride a bike. And who, who's around my age, at least? I know? will say, I was born in Cleveland in, in uh, like, fifth grade. We moved to a Thanks, very Ross. rural area in Ohio. And, like, oh, fuck you. Like, you, you would have died if you rode a bike 
on those roads as a child. In rural, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so absolutely. I don't know. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe that's one of the factors. <laughs> I saw a funny uh, meme on Facebook this week. It showed like the all the protests that have been happening yeah. uh, with the campaign, and it showed like a big group of people, and, and it said, "This is what happens when you give all kids trophies when they're you know when they lose." <laughs> this is what what happens when you give all millennials a trophy when they lose. <laughs> is that they all start protesting when they lose? Dion says to the help. <laughs> Submit a ticket, Dion. I have this mic now. <laughs> uh, so we had some technical difficulties, yeah, well, but uh, we'll, we'll recover. I just, uh, you know, thinking about millennials, I, I it, it comes up often, and I, I just, I hate these generational labels that we have, and I, I think it might come from our industry a little bit it like that kind of absolutely that segmenting but it, it's so especially millennials is so useless because uh, you know there's 20 year old millennials and there's people who are 35 right now and their experiences in life could not be more different yeah, yeah. well come on i was a part of the the baby boomer mm -hmm. group i wasn't yeah. yeah the baby boomers well, yeah. were 20 years older they were post-world war ii yeah right, right. 20 years older than me your group didn't have much about, uh, exactly about, yeah yeah you were in between and gen x and baby boomers and that's why yeah. we were just lumped into the baby but it's like that's not me. I'm yeah, not we were part. Gen X. They had to come up with Gen X first. I, I think um, well, I was before that. That's but, the but, but no generation. Are you gen not Gen X? No, no generation has ever been impressed with the young kids. Like, like I feel <laughs> that's, that's true. always. <laughs> I feel that's just the statement of history. Like they're at, like old people are always like, oh my god, and then these assholes. Yeah. You know they don't know anything. So I I feel a lot of it is um, just history repeating itself. I I that's will true. say I think. One thing that bothers me is we make certain complaints about millennials that I feel it is the older people that may have caused this. Like, like I always hate when older people complain that millennials don't have independence. And it's like, well, you didn't let these kids play independently. You won't let them right. walk to the end of the block. Right. You know, it's like you've you've created this fearful state of raising kids and then what what kind of adults and i'm not i, I don't uh, agree with that all millennials lack independence so i'm not saying that's true mm -hmm. but i'm saying like even if you feel it's true well you need to take ownership of the environment you've created yeah yeah and if you take it to like the articles about people staying at home it's like it was also in the context of like tuition for college being raised 300 mm -hmm. percent over the last 30 years and then an economic recession so which i don't know who if you were this generation maybe you would blame the previous generation on those things I don't know if you can necessarily blame the previous generation on everything, but yeah, I mean, millennials I have can. been, millennials didn't have it as easy as Gen X. I mean, I, I was hired as a philosophy major <laughs> in 1999 to work on Y2K bugs before I graduated college. I mean, that would not happen today. That's your claim to fame, Sean. My <laughs> claim to fame. That's pretty amazing, actually. And how are you not a baby path. boomer? You're... So oh, Gen Gen X is sixty one to eighty one. You're not a baby boomer. You're a, a son you're of. You're technically baby Gen X, right? But but technically, yeah. I am Gen but, X. But nobody <laughs> considers that Gen X. Everybody considers Gen X like seventies or later. Yeah, yeah. And and but it's uh, before Gen um, X existed. Children of baby boomers. I I was in the baby boom world, and mm -hmm. so I was always just part of the baby boom, which is why I don't associate myself yeah. with the Gen X world. So. Like whoever sixty one to eighty one, it sounds oh, like guess what sixty one is where the cutoff was, yeah. which puts me in. I, that I think group. the issue was is if Gen X comes from a book that was written in sixty one, yep. but the term wasn't popularized to the nineties, yes. mm. so the the term has become associated with people that are currently. 
35 to 45. And even though the guy who originated There's the term, I so many different from. avenues of how Gen X was came to be different de- definitions. Mich- University of Michigan had their own, um, but marketing had their own. But, you know, if you went with the broadest range of everybody saying when it started, taking the earliest of everybody and the latest of everybody, it's 61 to 81. Interesting. Like, if you took everybody's definition and said, we'll just take the earliest date that anybody says and the latest date anybody says. And that's also what Google told me. 61 to 81. Right. Hey. <laughs> Wait, Google said it? Ah, the Google. Thanks, John. We're fine. Um. Anyways, so, so that's, yeah. But... And then we're going to run out of letters. We're going to start over. And then there'll be a Gen A. And we're we're already on our way. So <laughs> so, um, so how – should I ask the question? Should nope. we turn the corner? Sure. Yes, ask please. What is Never it? ask the question. Uh, how's everybody doing now? You know, we've, we've had a – One week later? Week and a half. We're good. Whatever we've been since Trump's been elected. America is great. Have you not seen all the changes that have taken place? It's been amazing. Does anyone feel better now or worse now? I would say I feel less shocked, but not necessarily better. Like, the white supremacist appointee is uh, troubling. And the uh, Islamophobic. The Islamophobia. Today. In the conspiracy theorists, the global Guys, 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 don't pile on. Relax, relax. (laughs) And you know what? Like, like the commonality of all of it that troubles me most is these are all people who deny science and facts. You, you know, yeah. you know the Islamophobe. You mean our vice president? The Islamophobe said that General Petrus was Petraeus, Petraeus yeah. was indoctrinated by the Muslim Brotherhood secretly. So this is a man <laughs> who is saying our own generals technically work for our enemies. Oh, that's like that guy. Who was the guy? The 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 guy the deserter, the guy who walked off the the base. Oh, Bo yeah, Bergdahl. Yeah. Bo Bergdahl. Yeah. So that was the story about him, right? Yeah. So so like somebody. It, this is a deserter yeah. who you might say, you know, uh, maybe he had some mm-hmm. leanings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're saying, no, his general, the Petraeus. General, and he feels that way about, like, a lot of the military, and it's like. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's insane that you have, it's like people. And what what want, role is he up for? He was just named national security advisor for the transition team. So they're not necessarily going to give him a permanent post. He's helping them. He's helping them find people for permanent posts. <laughs> this crazy guy. They're really like building like a circus. It's 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 it's, 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 it's scary. And then you're like, oh my god! Like none of hey, the, it makes good television. That's it all does make good SNL. The global denying or the global warming denying is is extremely troubling for the head of the EPA. And yep. Yep. Um. So so you're you're leaning towards. So you are. I, I would say I am I have moved from shocked and disappointed to legitimately scared. Sean, yes. I think you're being a little glass half full with this EPA thing. The fact that there's a climate change denier as the head of the EPA, you're forgetting that the EPA still exists right now. They promised to destroy it. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to look half, half full, man. Come on. Sean, it's it still is there. 60 degrees all November. <laughs> What are you talking about? This it's has been warmest, awesome. It's the warmest November. This we've has ever been great. This has been great. Chicago. Yeah, um, that is uh, right. that is one thing that I love about. So I do just because I like to get a like. Sometimes I'll read the National Review online, and I'll I'll watch. I used to watch Fox News. I just like to hear all of the opinions. So I read a lot of Drudge Report, and one thing that Drudge cannot stop trolling about. He's been doing it for years. Um, and I don't even know what he what he personally thinks about climate change, but he will always post just to troll people. 
this is like the coldest winter. This is the yeah. biggest snow we've ever had. And like that kind of feeds into those climate change denier people. Yep. Like I know I see those articles spread as soon as they hit Drudge. I'll see them on Twitter and I'll see them all around. And it it's just like, cracks how, me up. how can you just deny a hundred percent consensus in science? It, yeah. it, the consensus is equal to that of gravity. <laughs> and you're going to deny it. You know, I mean, you, you can't that's still just a theory. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause that's what I always say. Like, to, like, cause you know, my folks, what, like wonder about it you know my mom my dad believe my but i'm like you know it's uh everything's technically a theory you know when you come to science and sure. it's yeah it's so troubling it is very troubling so uh, thank you john where do you weigh in are you similar to sean oh, I, i'm absolutely with sean <laughs> i'm you've yeah. gone to fear I've gone I, to, actually, I've gone most of my republican Friends are more fucking scared than I am, you know. <laughs> the, no, they are because they feel like, well, not only is he going to destroy the world, so we're both worried about that. Yes, and then they're like, and he's going to destroy the Republican Party after, you know? <laughs> because we're going to be the party that destroyed the world, you know. So like, my Republican friends, the world are, is bad are enough, more, but like, not the fucking yeah. party. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to suppress turnout. Well, a couple, so, a couple um, things I read today about it. Um, the guy I posted the article on our our channel, the guy that predicted that he would win, who's predicted. The last how many presidents to be elected has now predicted that he will be impeached very quickly. Oh, yeah, well, bro. I missed this one. I'm sorry. I was in the camp, and I'm sure there were plenty of others yeah. who laughed him to scorn about his and Trump is going to win. Right. We and all he, did. We all and, did. And bam, he was right. Yes. So I'm. I'm still. I, I. That would provide a little bit of hope for me. Yeah. Um. I've had the fleeting thought that based on the recent week, the fact that the transition team is in such disarray and they're in so much trouble to actually put together enough of a team that they can start to take over responsibilities that they're just going to get another two, three weeks down the road and somebody's going to go, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also, I also, one, one I more, one more less comment. thought, okay. <laughs> I, I noticed like, you know, when it first happened, you know, it seemed like President Obama was very supportive. He was he was acting like his a job, president? like a president. He was supportive. He invited him to the Oval Office, but like like the last week, he's made like really sly comments in the news that it's like he's sort of like just bashing him without actually coming out and like tweeting about it. He's <laughs> made some yeah. some comments that you are like, like a real president would. Like a real president would, yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yes, it he's I not mean a Twitter user, sorry. It's crazy. I, I do agree that he could be impeached. Like I, I think he has been enabled his whole life off yep. being a he's bully a and being an and and, and uh, he's always skirted legal issues in his is passed, but he's always had more lawyers than the opposition. Which just threatens to sue everyone. Exactly, and and I don't and think that's, them. it's not going to work. And so, I, par so part of me is like encouraged that he'd get impeached, mm -hmm. but uh, then the other part says, and who would who be comes in charge? In Pence. That's scary. that's scary. But um, I will say, I would rather Pence than Trump. I think no. at least Pence. Pence, I disagree with everything politically, uh, everything about him, but I he at least is not like. I don't feel he's mentally unstable right. and uh, imbalanced. He's got a predictable like, like, Republican box he's yeah. going to stick in. But the but the other part of me on the Trump side is, no, I want that fucker to live with this. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because I think he is in the boat of, holy shit, what do I have to do? Yeah. This is hard. This, yeah, yeah. I can't I, run my businesses? Yeah. You know, he's... Uh, I, I have two thoughts. Like, one is... Uh, um, 
Okay, I guess there was a report earlier on when, was it Governor Christie or something? Someone, uh, maybe it was Kasich, I think it was Kasich, had, was, had been proposed for the vice presidency, and one of his advisors basically called up Kasich and said, look, you're going to have full control over domestic and foreign policy. Yeah. <laughs> and Trump, and then, yeah, they said, so what's Donald Trump going to do? And they said, well, he's going to be making America great again. So he's going to be basically <laughs> going out there, being Donald Trump, running, you know, whatever he does, rallies or something like that. And, and we're seeing it. <clears throat> not, not that this is a big deal, but you, you saw, I mean, he's like ditched protocol with the press time and mm -hmm. time again already in the last week and a half or whatever it's been. So what happens is you're, you're named president and you have a press pool and virtually everything you do, you at least inform the press. And he mm -hmm. wants to spend weekends everything in Trump Tower. we do, yeah. you inform the press. Apparently last night, they informed the press. He's done, he's in, he's not going anywhere. And then he snuck out and went to dinner. Has and it's dinner. stupid. Who cares? He went to dinner, right? But there's this big, like, wait, you, you broke from protocol. You have, you know, you weren't in. You said you were in, but you weren't yeah. in. If you're not in, you have to tell us what's going on. Not because you're doing anything nefarious or because you're doing this or that or the other, but you have to be very open about your movements. This is part of the role of president. The president has to be very obvious about everything mm -hmm. that he does yes there's all the backroom stuff in office but if you're publicly doing stuff you know who knows he could have been sitting next to whatever russian official in this at this dinner right you don't know so you just you tell people what you're doing because of this and he's been told that's his role so i see the skepticism in, in gavin's face I am skeptical because I'm just thinking about every single White House visit that never makes the travel log books that every president has like ever done, and like, you know, I don't know. But but they're like trips to Iraq for the troops is not out to Sparks for steak dinners last no, night. No, but I mean, I mean, the, they have people in all the time that never make the official records. Absolutely. They, and then yes, there's also, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, I. I'm, I'm excited to see a more adversarial relationship between the press pool and the president because I feel like they are, by by nature of being human beings and working close to each other, they have a lot of familiarity. And I feel like the yeah, people in power days where people manipulate were, them. People were literally not telling them the the public that he was you know a polio victim and had issues sure. like that. That was that time, right? We're not talking about that time. Mm -hmm. We're talking about you know. A place where I think there is appropriate time for off the record. Yeah. All right. This is what I when I use the word protocol, I mean protocol. I mean uh, there are things that we talk about and there are things that we don't you, talk about. Yeah, but somebody like Trump hides behind protocol and says, "I need my privacy," and this is paparazzi, and the president deserves to have time with his own family, and then he fucking hides behind that to do other things. And He's that's what be... the Association of White House Press is already reporting, that he is skirting, skirting away <laughs> from media so he can go do whatever he wants. He's running his businesses. I feel like Obama did that all the time. To He's be not going to let go of his businesses. Yeah. But, but Tonight, Donald funny. Trump had dinner with his family in Manhattan's 21 Club. He doesn't let Reporters go. That, found out because problem. they saw a fucking tweet. That, that's what's going to happen. <clears throat> we will not know where the president is because he decides to say... 
Hey, White House I, press. I don't think we should make a big deal of that. Here. I'm going to disappear one, for a One night. thing I'm worried of is this guy is going to flood us with so many scandals. Yes. That, you know, if, if we focus on all the many but, I mean, little any... violations of, of, of etiquette that aren't illegal. Holy like you, shit. You know. Yeah, so any one of the violations he's going to commit would have been impeachable for an <clears throat> Obama administration because they fucking hated his guts. But he's going to commit so many every fucking day, they'll be like... Uh, wait, the media hated Obama? Wait, wait I mean, everybody is going to um, go after him. Which one do we go after? I mean, I don't even know. I, I think that's totally fair. Actually, I was listening to a political podcast. Um, which, which one is going to be the one we decided they were saying that they're going to have to be very vigilant on how to weight these things. Because yeah, that's like, what I think. There's going to be so much just, stuff. It's going to become a noise yeah. where, where the American is, public won't get enraged because, like, well, you're always you're always picking on him. Right, right. Which is you know, exactly because he didn't he say did. the press and he went to get a steak dinner because that will sound trivial to the American public. So he gets to get away with things that would have... For any other president, let's not just I, say Obama, but the any point. other president would have been brought up on. Um, you can't do that, and you, this might be impeachable, and we should we should. Well, talk but about what he this. did last night is. But he's going to throw so many no, fucking yeah. yeah. There's no legal like, requirement at all to inform the press of anything. He's going to throw so many pieces of illegal shit at everybody. They're going to be like, uh, um, but this uh, is what uh, he did. Uh, in why don't the we campaign? just pick? Uh, I, I, let's I, pick that one yeah, because exactly. that's the one we can it, actually get him out of office on. And he showed. I think what he showed was. A very interesting way the modern news cycle worked, where it's like if you like resetting with a scandal a day is somehow better. <laughs> yeah, like Hillary Clinton just got buried in that email scandal because there was nothing else to talk about. Because they're like, listen, we're twenty four hour news cycle and we're going to talk about something, and we need to feel we need to talk about both candidates. You need to ban and a he, race he from America every, every day, day <laughs> in order to fucking bypass the fact that you are. In bed with every lobbyist, every corporate chill, uh, the Supreme Court nominations, your own I, fucking I, party. I, I am yeah. worried that we but, don't have yeah. a media that knows how to uh, sort of report him. And, and uh, like, I'm very worried about it because I, I think there's going to be so much shit to cover, so much shit to get outraged over. I also don't like the muted language they use. Like, there was this one tweet that I, I thought uh, summed it up perfectly about Steve Bannon, the, the racist that he elected. They go, the tweet was, uh, Bannon says he's a racist. The KKK says he's a racist. His opponents say he's a racist. The media says, we're not sure. <laughs> so it's like, you know, is Bannon, it's like, well, I don't think you need to use, I know journalists want to seem objective, but I, I think sometimes it's like, you know, this if this guy said it in his autobiography and now he's denying it for political reasons, I think you can be a little uh, pointed with your comments. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the point of the fact that this guy throws a controversy a day and the important stuff gets lost in the, yeah. the mix of that is spot on correct. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's, a it's good an amazing strategy that no one's ever tried. Yep. That you know, uh, it's like, well, I'm I'm not going to get hung up on a Watergate because I'm going to do three Watergates a day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> also, why not? Know, they can't come up with that many names. I had one last thing to throw yeah. in that I had meant to make a comment on was. I have was one more too. The uh, the um, impeachment thing though, you actually cannot get impeached for um, things that you haven't like prior offenses basically that you didn't commit while in the executive office is, is how I understand that. Like you can't be removed from presidency because you <clears throat> fucked over some contractor seven years ago in some business deal. Hmm. So I think we will have to wait for his 
one of his many Watergates to come before yeah. we do the It has to thing. happen in office. Yeah. I mean, what, 40 days after he's not... Uh, let's, let's put up on the board next yeah. to our Chicago Bears bets. Oh, yeah. How many days <laughs> is it going to take? We have, we have the prediction. It's going to have to be Bears record for a Republican-controlled yeah. house, but I think it will happen. It what will happen. What are you going to say, Jeff? Absolutely. I was just going to bring up, I, in regards to the transition team, how they're saying like there's so many problems and it's all his son-in-law. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know the reason why it's his son-in-law is pushing out all the uh, Jared people? Kushner why? is that his name or something like that? Yeah, because uh, so the son-in-law is, is pushing gate? out all the Christie yeah. people because Christie actually put the son-in-law's dad in prison. Oh no! Shit. For, ta- ah. for tax invasion. Oh, that's hilarious because they've been saying it's Bridgegate, but like Christie didn't get uh, fingered in Bridgegate, so that's so interesting. So yeah, so the son-in-law to Trump is pushing out all the Christie people. That makes more sense to me. You know, you know, uh, you know, and who knows what's true? I mean, it's closed right. doors. But I, I was, I'm like, God, this is a guy that Trump who survived a billion scandals. Christie survives Bridgegate. Why is he being so vindictive over Bridgegate? You know, it's not Bridgegate. Anything, it's someone who will kiss his ass and show right. loyalty. Which so, Christie yeah. sure as hell will. Right. Yeah. But it's the son in law of Trump that's pushing oh, out Christie. Oh, that's so funny. I, yeah. I could believe that. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. That's sure. good stuff. That's cool. What do we? Uh, what else do we have? Uh, I actually uh, was, was probably going to turn towards a uh, a new segment. Okay. Well, do you have a any vendor scum? I don't have the vendor scum, but I have uh, my new segment. Oh, yeah. I have one. That's where so, I was going to uh, go. I don't actually have the recording. Okay. But this is our... Oh, your oh, the voicemail to text? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Oh, so shit. this came through today uh, from our London office. So uh, it's funny. In the past week, I've heard like five people that think this is hilarious. And they actually have, they haven't listened to the podcast, but they, they're saying the same things that we are. Mm-hmm. But the, the message was, guess I'll, I'll be seeing you around, around six-ish, six-ish. And the transcoding service said... Guess I'll be sniffing you later around six fish. <laughs> that is offensive. Listen, I don't need to be harassed. Yeah. I am an employee. That's what are you saying about my stench? Well, you know I what we should do? We should, we should record a voicemail that's totally innocent, but that each word could be if misinterpreted. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, almost like you're doing yes. uh, like Sally sells seashells, but but instead of that, you're picking the words that'll be misinterpreted. Mm. That would be hilarious. It is pretty funny. Like, all right, I'm gonna think of one, and then I'll leave a voicemail for you. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get the tr- the transcoded version of it. So, well, I think are we coming? Dion, we do you have one anything to add? Segment, or are we coming up on an hour here? I um I was uh, Ross, we're gonna need you up by a microphone. Um, I was curious about how you said you hoped you had taken more taken more steroids during your entire Olympic run. Oh, that was good. <laughs> and uh, and then I wanted to. There was a follow up where Gavin said he knew uh, crackheads. So uh, why don't Wait, we what? start with? Oh, uh, oh, I, didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do know some crackheads. We started with Ross. Uh, tell us why you wish you had taken more. So steroids. get right in on the mic. Uh, get on. Steve's and then mic, uh, and then follow up with Gavin. Who's the crackhead? You know oh, again? Here comes Steve. That so. was kind of the. Uh, here, grab it. Just my follow. That's my my ending comments. I think. What did we lose? And on a high uh, note. So uh, apparently Ross said his only regret in life is that he didn't do more steroids. <laughs> and Dion's asking him to explain this. Oh, hmm. interesting. Um, no, actually, we had a conversation about you know football, and my comment was, you know, kind of with the whole a uh, little bit outdated, but I'm I'm still gonna use it. Uh, Lance Armstrong and um, the whole shebang, you know, about steroids. Um, so. 
the football players and everybody. I mean, like, I, I hope everybody in this room kind of agrees with me that, I mean, all of them are taking steroids. Yeah, in most sports. I mean, some sports, yes, all of them are taking them. Yeah. So I, so I, I had this story. I was a pretty active athlete in high school. I never took anything, not even supplements, not even anything. And I had this story about a guy. We were at a fencing camp in Hungary for about 10 days, and we had three practices a day. And um, that that kind of takes its toll because you're training three hours in the morning, you have an hour in the afternoon, and then a th another three hours in the evening. So, and I was chronically tired, everything hurt, hurt. And you know, I mean, it does when you're doing six hours a day, seven hours a day, eight hours a day, whatever. And I had this friend of mine who was a who was uh, producing better results than I was. He was he was doing a lot better than I was, and he was pissed drunk every day <laughs> in this fencing camp and i was just looking at him and i couldn't believe it you know at at, the, at that time i thought he was the idiot you know but every morning he would wake up and like it, this wasn't even illegal he was just he would just take a bunch of supplements that were extremely expensive and you know maybe even bad for you but he would just take them and just wake up 30 minutes after that and he was fine he could go out he could train he could do whatever he want he needed to do you know and at the time i thought you know well he's wrong but now like 10 years after that I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like well i'm actually the idiot i i was the one who was miserable i was the one who was in pain and i was the one who was sober and he had the results he had the fun and just take steroids the women just, the money everything yeah just go for it just go for it yeah yeah i got my morals like i mean you have your like, balls your testicles and your your large <laughs> penis but you know besides that what else do you have but you have your balls and your testicles yeah yeah i'm the total package baby <laughs> balls and testicles i've always said all four i've always said when it comes to <laughs> all four oh, i've always said when it comes to doping that uh i I feel for guys that get caught when they're like 38, 39, 40. They just want one more year sure. to make money, and then they're going to retire. Yes. I mean, I don't see I, – I I feel for them. I mean, yeah. that that's fine. But when you see these kids, 25, 26, that are doing steroids and yeah. – I've been doing steroids for years I know you to have. keep this job. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want a couple more good years all this 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 gig and – they claim if you do it right, though, it's supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be so much. Like, like it's funny. Like some some people like claim like that everybody should be doing a certain level of like HGH, and if you're exercising enough to use the energy, I don't I don't know, yeah. you, John. You would know more about that. I, I I'm basing a lot of this off Sylvester Stallone. So <laughs> it's so, over and over the top. What, what, his what best movie ever. But that's I don't know a, if you guys remember about, about right like there. about. Seven or eight years ago, he was caught at the Mexican border coming back with HGH. I think it was actually Australia. They they wanted to arrest him or something. Was it like Australia? That. Yeah, oh, so was, he was yeah. coming back to the U.S. and got caught with HGH. And they're like, Sylvester Sloan, are you embarrassed? He's like, No, everybody should be doing this. He's like, Why do you think I look the way I do? He's like, I'm 65. Yeah, he's like, I work out about an hour a day. It's 100 percent this stuff. I feel amazing. You no, know, but the thing is, he's what 70 years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he looks better than I do. I'm 25. Yeah, the guy looks yeah. better than I do. Well, and and the, were, I know the Boston Red Sox just did a study to find it out, and they, you know, one thing that they found that was very interesting because this is in the 90s, and 
uh, like everybody talks about hitters doing steroids, but their study found it was actually better for pitchers. Oh, really? Because I guess I guess the main benefit to steroids is your recovery time. Well, it's Roger Clemens yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah, after working out. Yeah. And um, they said that it's actually pitchers who would benefit it more from hitters. Because they don't need five days rest. Exactly. They can go back after three. Yeah, Stallone is the same age as Donald Trump. They're both oh my 70? God. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Yep. Wow. That's scary. Wow. That, no, and that's another thing. Like, the whole Lance Armstrong thing, like, he was caught doing steroids, yeah. and they had a study. Well, it wasn't a study. It was one of those frozen pee, and then 10 years later, they tested the pee and figured out that 90% of cyclists were actually doing the steroids. Oh, yeah. Like, so. out of the 90 per, 98% of them, they, they just go, oh, my God, Lance Armstrong, he's such a horrible. I can't believe, like, I, I can't believe he did that. Like, they were all, They're all doing, doing it. it. That, that like, course why? is impossible. It's impossible. You you absolutely. Do, yeah. it, it, I, and I don't know. They either. It's sort of like tennis, like like with the with the powerful rackets, and in, in, in like I've, I feel like you have to you have to modify the sport's expectations if you want to change it. Like like you have yeah. to just say, listen, this sport is going to take five days longer to complete <laughs> to get the drugs out of it. You, you know, because there's yeah. there's just no way you can win the Tour de France in, in the times that that we as fans seem to expect. Without taking drugs. No, but I don't know who the hell is setting these expectations. Like anybody who sat on a bike should should figure out that this is not normal. Like anybody gaining who speed running up a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> a bike is not normal. Like anybody who looks at a professional football player should, theory. Yeah. should know <laughs> should know that a human being does not look like that. Like that that does not happen from just eating cereal in the morning. That it's, <laughs> it's, not. The, it's the Wheaties. It's, it's the Wheaties. Yeah, yeah. it's Wheaties. It's not just yeah, cereal. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I, I ran out of the room because I had an entry into your oh, is this the one voicemail about the, the, trans, Oh, nice. Awesome. Share. So this one came this through our, to me. Our new and yeah, like well, our, one John, of our final segments. John did the segment yeah. and uh, you guys moved on. But I, I ran out to get my laptop because I couldn't find it. Um, so this came into my mailbox. I still to this day have no idea what the voicemail <laughs> sounds like. But let me just read what I got. Hasties, Mrs. Shelby Masturbate, <laughs> with whom at Security Technologies, just following up on the email he sent yesterday again with love. Already the best voicemail transcription yeah, right ever. There. To see if there's anything at all. <laughs> we can help you out with to meet your goals and initiatives Go for wrong. cybersecurity. Oh, wait, there's something. Awareness and training going into 2017. I can either blah, 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 blah. That was... Uh, the best start ever. Hasty's Mrs. Shelby Masturbate. <laughs> Mrs. You Shelby should call the company go, I would like to talk to Mrs. Shelby Masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> she left me a very important word. We're in love. <laughs> and I need to find her. She might be Mrs. I mean, Mrs. We, I would like to make her my own Mrs. Masturbate. <laughs> we, Put a ring on that finger. Wow. <laughs> then I want to talk to your I, HR. <laughs> I'd like to become Mr. God. Masturbate. Yeah, please name this Mr. Masturbate. Um, my, that is fantastic. <laughs> My name is Shelby Masturbate. <laughs> Two days and I ago. I had to work awfully hard to get this position. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to meet you. My voicemail from two days ago. Uh, guess who this is from? Hi, long underscore, because they have no idea what the fuck they said. My name is called Condition. Management three, this is regards to the ticket. Number 1811. If you can pick up and try to get this resolved, underscore, 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 quote. I love this. 
my name is called Condition Management 3. Condition Management. <laughs> we got to get Condition Management awesome. 3 God. connected oh, to Mrs. Yeah. Shelby like Next time we have a yes. business meeting, like if we're at like Mugs or something, we should introduce ourselves. Like, hi, I'm Condition Management 3. This is my associate, condition Shelby Master. Yeah. yeah, Shelby Masturbates. And, uh, I am Mr. Business. <laughs> It's like our porn names. <laughs> All right, at a minimum, this is the name we should put our reservations in <laughs> for a table. Yeah, next um, time you go to New York and do a show, make sure you check in as Shelby Master. Party of ten, yeah. Shelby yeah. Master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, great. I don't know. I think that's probably uh, we'll wind down there. Thank you all very much for listening. Does anybody have anything that we didn't know? Everybody's a lot of shaking shop. their heads in this room. Uh, I'd like to. Th- I know we have a couple of New York listeners that made my New York show, so thank t- thank you to those people uh, as a final goodbye. Absolutely, yeah. um, yep, and thank, thank you. you all for listening. Thank you for participating in Sean's shows. Thank you for uh, uh, staying with us uh, one more week. And next week is a shorter week for us, so we're going to sort out how we do that for uh, for next week's pod. But it's a uh, it's a holiday week, Thanksgiving for everyone. So. A happy early Thanksgiving for U.S. people. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Later. Bye. 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 <coughs> this is Shelby we, we, Masturbate. Well, yeah, we have to start. We should start collecting those. And, I've uh, been trying. We should, you know, that could I'll be like this a huge viral like, Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Almost like, do you, do you ever hear of like e-horses? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> just like Microsoft transcribing well, voicemails. That's, that's what I thought Vendor Scum was going to be, so I bought VendorScum.com. That's it. pretty funny, too, yeah. Very that good would stuff. actually, if you created that like as a Tumblr account or something like that, people yes. would start, like, what's that one consulting blog that's really huge, like yeah. t- terror stories from consulting or something like that? It's an enormously popular blog, though. Romy has a couple from last week, because she mentioned it. Like on a call this week that we should create. So I'll bet you there's other. I mean, there's more people using this for Microsoft, Kevin and it's just hilariously has wrong. Right. Yeah, it's hilariously oh, wrong. Fucking hilarious. Shelby masturbate. Hasty <laughs> 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 Mrs. Shelby masturbate. Uh, uh, Mrs. Shelby masturbate. Hasty. Uh oh. Too fun. Oh, man, that was funny. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that uh, all right. that worked out. Thank you all very much. Oh, so, so next week I'm thinking.